Hello and welcome back to 303 Radio, a podcast that gives you an insight into the world of small business and digital marketing, as well as anything else that somewhat sidetracks us along the way. Um, I'm Ollie, founder of 303, and I'm joined by Jamie, the digital director. How are you? I'm doing well. It's, it's been, been a while. It's been some time. I know, it has been some time. Um, as I'm sure a lot of people can imagine that work in, in our industry, in any industry, it's been a very busy couple of months, um, as we're now in December, for second week of December. And... Um, yeah, it's been a great couple of months. Just a quick roundup from our side. Um, it's been very busy. We've made some great new hires and additions to the team, which is fantastic, um, as we continue to operate out of our Fulham office through this second round of lockdown, which was um, somewhat tricky, but it was only a month long, so we got through it, and, and here we are. Um, and also, in terms of the podcast, we obviously haven't recorded an episode in three months, yeah, August. Too long. Yeah, too long. But we have, um, we've got a bit of a structure and a plan and I feel like everyone that owns any like platform says, oh, we're back again. And then you come back again and when you come back again numerous it's times. Just ex- it's just an excuse for a series two. Yeah, which is... The series, <laughs> the second series that no one else will. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But that um, inevitably does happen. So our, our goal with this is to try and keep bringing you some content. But um, yeah, if we're, if we're busy and we're trying to grow our business, sometimes you get distracted and that happens. Um, the topic of today, Black Friday, which is very exciting. Jamie's favorite topic of the year. Um, and for those that don't know about Black Friday, obviously as an agency, we have a very busy time. It's probably the busiest time of our year, I would say. The most sleepless weekend of my year, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, apart from Christmas, obviously, which we're kind of going into now. Um, but Black Friday is an opportunity for a lot of our clients to um, do some great things. Um, and we'll go into that in a bit more detail. But we thought we'd jump on here, do a bit of a roundup of this year's Black Friday, um, answer a few questions we feel need answering, um, and give our take on on the Black Friday saga, which is why I'm joined by Jamie, because Jamie is Mr. Black Friday in the office, being the digital director and looks after a lot of the brands. So I want to start at the beginning mm. here, because I think like Black Friday, especially in the UK, it's kind of grown over the last five years, well, like five to 10 years, it's got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. This year was obviously big and small in very very many ways um, because of coronavirus, because of other areas, and we will touch upon that. Um, but let's start off with why is it called Black Friday? Because I don't think anyone really Question. knows this answer if you ask them, even in our industry. So yeah, Jamie, why, why is Black Friday called Black Friday? I was actually told this as well before someone just goes, you're reading the Wikipedia page, but you can also <laughs> find it on the Wikipedia page. It just literally goes back to like, it's the first Friday after Thanksgiving. It's kind of a timely amount of, um, amount of weeks before Christmas so everyone does their gifting but in the 60s in America it was the first time that a lot of retailers went out of the red in terms of a loss into the black of a profit yeah um so it wasn't this kind of mass discounting fest that it has now become this kind of circus of things it it originally was just an opportunity for brands to get a lot of their units out the door pre-Christmas and post-Thanksgiving in the states yeah um that has now turned into a kind of yeah total beast that we we all now know as this kind of discounting machine but um it's been going on in in america since yeah i think 1961 or something um so that that is the reason for it um, yeah and, and in like in the uk i remember probably 2012 2013 you used to see these like images on the news of people having absolute like arguments and fights in like stores over tvs and playstations yeah. which i think a lot of people that people. don't really i think i feel like the last two years especially the older generations, like my parents, 
slightly older people that now understand what Black Friday is, I think get it a lot more. Whereas before it was like this American thing where everyone just does a fight in a, in a PC world. Did they have PC world in America? But I suppose now um, for us, I suppose we can go into a bit of a 2020 review. Now, again, for those that don't know, at 303, we, we have a bank of clients who obviously have online stores and we manage those and operate them and, and do the performance marketing for them. Um, and Black Friday does give a lot of opportunity for them, especially this year where sales might have been down or it's been a slightly tricky time. Obviously, with, with COVID, um, the beginning of COVID, when it first hit, everyone was online. So a lot of our clients had a really successful time. Um, but as we've gone through the year, there's been a few peaks and troughs. I think we can say definitely yeah um so black friday was a great opportunity to kind of either work through some stock that they still had or, or try to hit the targets that they needed um obviously the one thing i think we should all really keep in our minds which i always trying to do is black friday is great because you can hit a sales target or a revenue target but you are at a discounted rate i think a lot of people sometimes go oh we've hit this target which is great but then look how many orders you've gone through which is sometimes a bit of a like a yin and yang type thing you know what i mean like it's it's got it's got kind of two sides to it so i think i from my perspective i always think black friday is an amazing opportunity for getting the product in people's hands hitting those sales targets if you need to hit them but also really understanding black friday is going to be a really busy time and we need to make sure one we've got the right stock um and also we've kind of in a place where we're not losing money on black friday because i feel like a lot of people do end up in that pit a little bit where they've either run out of stock because they weren't prepared which happens every year. Yeah. Um, but also they kind of realize actually the discount they've given is the whole margin and the marketing spend as well, which hasn't happened to us ever, but I know it's happened to people yeah. and brands and, and businesses. So um, why don't you give us a little bit of a roundup of 2020 for us, Black Friday? Yeah, sure. So well, I think you touched on it earlier saying it has been big and small in some ways. Clearly with the second lockdown in the UK, the physical retail side of Black Friday was down. Um, so that's the sense in which it's down, but I think we're, they're obviously still um, sort of totting up the numbers a little bit. This is, what, a week after Black Friday that we're recording this. Um, but it looks as if um, conversion rate and order quantity is up by around 30% in the UK on last year, which is huge growth given how big it continues to be. Um, I think everyone was expecting that. Um, what's the Amazon one called? Prime Day. Prime Day was also yeah. massive. Like a lot of our clients were on Amazon. Do you want to just explain Prime Day very briefly? Like in terms of why Amazon, that's kind of Amazon going outside of Black Friday. Yeah, it's it? essentially Amazon giving themselves an opportunity to do a pre-Black pre Black Friday um, sale, sales point. So that's yeah, yeah their way of kind of stretching out another retail-focused event that yeah. just drives huge revenue again for them. And this year's was easily the biggest they've ever had. So that was kind of a, a good guide to say that Black Friday was also going to be up there. Um, but in terms of our clients... Like it was, yeah, there was some pretty mental growth. Um, one of our biggest clients went up 200% on the year and they had a pretty huge Black Friday last year. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Um, then there were huge amounts of our clients were quite fledgling brands. And as you say, there's like this opportunity to get, get product in hands. Um, so from that perspective, order quantity was the sort of the main thing. I think people assume, as you say, that people are trying to hit sales targets here or, or do this that, this, that or other. A lot of the time for small brands that need their product out there, they just want to shift a ton of product, get it in people's hands, give them an opportunity to try it, tell their friends, family, and, and really push on that word of mouth marketing um, that's obviously free and, and very, very effective. 
Um, so in that sense, it was a really, really successful year from our, from our side. We had, I think, six or seven brands um, under our kind of con- our umbrella and control for that weekend. Um, it was quite an interesting time on Facebook and, and paid media generally. Um, mm. The US was basically not worth touching. Um, and why is that? Why why was the US for us not we, worth it? Yeah, like Facebook being an auction platform, essentially your bid has to win to get the ad served to someone. Um, so as an example, one, yeah, one of our luxury clients, it was the cost per acquisition in the UK was around 20 quid and in the US it was 300. So, you know, we took a, took a sort of decision on the Saturday going, is this even worth trying? Should we just do this in a few weeks? There's just so many luxury consumers in the US. Yeah. Facebook knows how good their targeting can be if you've done it well, mm-hmm. um, which I think we had, and how many luxury brands are over them. So it was just really, really difficult to do. In the same vein, um, fashion brands are obviously at the mercy of the big, big players in the industries, um, you know, going against them, which is a small brand, you're going to struggle. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Facebook and, and, and Google as well. Um, the cost cost per meal, cost per thousand people reached absolutely spiked. Um, that was up about seven times, I think, across oh. the board for us. Um, so yeah, a really interesting year. I think it was pretty much like as we expected it to be, if not better. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it felt like there was there was good momentum online going into it. So I think everyone was expecting yeah a solid solid performance for the for the weekend. Yeah, and and what what would you say is kind of from an, from an agency perspective our biggest lesson this year? Because I think like every year we do Black Friday, we kind of learn something quite substantial in terms of just how. And sometimes yeah. it is a bit of a case by case on the year. So like, I think one thing we say to people sometimes is like, what you learned this Black Friday might not apply next year, depending yeah, on how things are done and the economy and all the other things. Yeah, so you've it's got a to question a, any any findings that you take from this year being yeah. That? how anomalous the and it's not as easy as just going well we'll spend more next year it'll be double no like, it's just, sure. just doesn't work like that um yeah so what well, i think our one of our biggest success stories was one of our um alcohol brands um they did a pre-black friday sort of buy x get y sale which was a bit of an early bird buy yeah buy a bo- buy a bottle of the booze and get something else with it for free yeah or you know at a discounted rate or whatever it was um, their pre-Black Friday sale, which launched on the 20th, I think it is the Friday before, um, that was as big as Black Friday for them. Mm. So um, I think we'll touch on this in a moment because I think it's, uh, yeah, there's some, there's some strongly yeah. held views, certainly on my side of the, of the room on Black Friday and um, some people's views on it. But this kind of ever-growing extreme sort of lengthening of the, of the, um, of the event, which was... As, as, it, as we were saying earlier, like a day yeah. in America where it was a sort of sales drive yeah. has now become this yeah, circus so, so effectively. Let's, yeah, let's touch on that because I feel like when we talk about Black Friday, we are basically talking about the Monday before the Friday up until Cyber Monday, which is the Monday after the Friday. That week effectively is kind of the big, you know, the big time to be doing any on- online activation. Now, looking at the data that I've seen across the board from, from our side as an agency, we had some clients whose best day was actually on the Sunday before Cyber Monday. Um, and some clients, like the one you just said, were having a great time up until Black Friday. And Black, Black Friday was good, but like as a percentage from the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of that week yeah, was like growth. you know huge growth on that week. So I think that's one thing I suppose I always do say to people, especially when we're asking clients who some of our clientele are 
not doing we're not operating their ads we're either doing their content or we're you know we're operating their organic or whatever and we consult on their ads i think i always say when you think of black friday it's a week long like mm. it's the monday to the monday um why, why do you think that it's getting so is really stretching out and do you think it will stretch out further um i don't think it can get much worse than like what a lot of brands did this year which was effectively black november like mm. i don't think it can do you get- think that's because of covid not necessarily. I think I think this year e-commerce has become so competitive because everyone has to have gone online. Yeah. And I think what people do is try and get to the consumer first because say consumer X has a thousand pounds to spend on their Christmas gifts. Yeah. And they start getting served ads on the 1st of November for really heavily discounted stuff that they want. And they part with that cash in the first, you know, in the front half of November. Clearly by the time it gets to Black Friday... And say one of our clients that, you know, is just doing something on Black Friday, mm. they're not going to have Consumer X's pounds in their bank yeah. anytime soon because they've already gone. Yeah. So I think that is a, a, like in the most simple terms, clearly it will be more nuanced than that, generally speaking. But for, for a lot of people and especially small businesses, what we try to do is bring out strategies that help them to get in front of their consumers before it's too late. Yeah. So if it's just waiting for Black Friday... If like for some of our brands, it works great because they've got a good, really solid following. They've it's got massively a really on the product, isn't it? It's yeah. the product and the brand. Is there, like again, we just said on that Sunday, like that that client of ours is a sort of low ticket item. It's a bit of a stocking filler for Christmas. It's mm. under fifty quid. Like the average order basket's probably eighteen pounds on average. They have a few cheaper products this year for Christmas. They're kind of yeah. stocking filler esque. We, we don't like mentioning our clients' names, but it gives you a bit of flavour there. And the Sunday was massive for them. Black Friday was okay yeah but they the, friday, well. the friday before like that was that was our strategy there like yeah they were going up against all the other booze brands and again i don't know um you know everyone's sort of awareness of this but the world's biggest booze supplier now is amazon mm-hmm. so if you're competitive with the diageo brands the abm bev brands all these huge alcohol brands whether it's from beer wine you know spirits whatever yeah you're going up against some serious serious firepower yeah. in terms of ad spend um, and so with that brand in mind- And how serious do you reckon, that, sorry to interrupt you, how serious do you think that firepower, firepower is just for anyone who's got a business, small business, medium-sized business in that space? Like Amazon is probably spending eight to 10 times the amount that you probably think they are on average, like yeah. would you say? Well, a lot of our clients, we have to go against Amazon on like yeah. um, Google search, yeah. PVC stuff. Like, you know, it's very hard to ever get above- Amazon, yeah. they basically just keep continually get you know upping their bids until they're yeah, they're yeah. winning. Um, so the firepower is like immeasurably different to what mm. any brand of of like kind of SME size, yeah, or startup size even is ever going to have. So you you've got to be crafty. Um, and like one thing that we did for most of our clients is we we try and build up very sort of loyal and strong um, brand champions. We love saying because yeah. it's the people that you know sort of linger on every word and really tell all their mates and all that stuff and they just listen to what your brand is up to yeah. and what what we try and do there is get them into a mailing list because not only are they massively susceptible to email marketing and you know something like um the booze brand giving them a pre-release uh buy it's get wild for before black friday that just works so well and mm. again you're you're sort of taking the pounds out of the out of the consumers before they're being absolutely barraged in that Black Friday week. You're yeah. also not having to go up against such such firepower as we've just said 
in terms of Facebook ad spend, mm-hmm. um, because your your CPAs um, being cost per acquisition going to be really really hard to to contend with. Yeah. Um, so all of our clients, where we've got that real sort of, uh, we normally call them, try and call them something along the club mm-hmm. um, of of that client and make make it feel a bit exclusive, make it feel like there is quite a lot of love being dished out there. Yeah. Um, and hitting them with an early offer that feels exclusive and special to them and bespoke, um, not just using a generic like BF20 or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's my, that's my biggest pet hate for Black Friday is the, yeah, BF. the BF20. Yeah, I just, it's just like come up with something more on brand. Like yeah. we've actually seen, I, I don't know if we've got any data off the head, you know, but like when we've got more personalized Black Friday discount codes, so not personalized per customer, but something like, you know, the brand name, or the brand slogan or something like yeah. that in well, it, the, people year, just love it more. Yeah, this year, the most effective discount code that we've had is like the automatically generated ones, which yeah. are like 4XYZ213, yeah, really. blah, blah, blah. Like just a completely randomized code because people do think it's a personalized code. Yeah. Um, even though it's just Shopify's auto-generated. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Um, but it, yeah, that can work really well. Um, I've got a question for you. Yeah. This is mainly thinking of anyone listening who is currently in December because mm. we're probably going to get this podcast up pretty quickly and I think it's a conversation we've had across the board with a few clients a few of the meetings I've been kind of dipped mm. into I've heard this a lot you've got your Black Friday which is effectively a sale mm. you're not going to do a sale around Christmas but the classic January sale um, which is a very old school um, kind of retail mm. um, approach to sales what's what's the um, what's the best approach to having your Black Friday and then also having a January sale would you have a January sale and how do you differentiate between the two being as they are so close together? Um, it's tough. I think like black uh, Boxing Day sales are another thing. So there's there's Black Friday sale or the Cyber Weekend, Box, yeah. I call it. Then there's Boxing Day sale that's literally almost exactly four weeks later. Then two weeks after that, there's January sales. Um, clearly, this is a hugely different thing. Like 303's kind of um, client roster is pretty evenly split between luxury and like health, wellness, uh, sort of food, food and beverage stuff. Like for the luxury clients, you've got to be seriously careful. Um, it's something I think we'll come on to, but Black Friday is kind of a a weekend where no questions asked, you can just slash your prices. And it's not, yeah. I mean, you don't see Louis Vuitton and Balenciaga doing it in terms no, of like the most yet. valuable brands in the world, not yet, but like, and I don't think you will, but for, for smaller brands that aren't, you know, the most precious brand things in the world where brand equity is the most important thing for their share price. Like we're talking about people making more cash in terms of sales, yeah. sales and then profit. Like it's an opportunity just to slash your prices. I think it's a slippery slope if you do Black Friday and you kind of get away with that scot-free, but then you start doing a Boxing Day sale and a January sale, like that is obviously a slippery slope. Yeah. Um, one, one of our clients, we're doing a, um, I think you've, touched on it a couple of times but black friday is an awesome opportunity to get rid of a load of stock mm-hmm. um and clear the floors in time for the new year or if you've got a new product coming etc um so we're doing like a, a factory outlet kind of bista village-esque sale um and just just for clarity again sorry to interrupt you i do it a lot um but just for some clarity there the um getting rid of stock you're not getting rid of the stock at a low cost price or are you in terms of is that the strategy just to get it out or is that just a it's been sat around for a long time. It's not selling normally. It's an opportunity to get out the door and get the money back for the cost. 
or is it an opportunity to get out? Is it very much case by case? It's, it's, it's case by case. I think it's rare that you dip below cost. Like if it's just a case of like, you need to get rid of stuff to make space. There's, I think there's probably other stuff that you can be doing to do that. Yeah. Um, like if it's a sample sale, I think a lot of this comes down to, and like people, people won't like hearing this as consumers, but like a lot of it comes down to effective language. Like if I go to you, huge January sale, like clearly you're going to be like, that isn't very luxury. But if I say to you factory outlet sale, yeah, that is the same thing, but you're going to buy from one and you're not going to buy from other. Yeah. Like Gucci, Moncler, like all manner of brands have an outlet at Bista Village and you don't question it for a second, but it's massively discounted prices on last season's stock yeah. so like and you don't really question that in terms of a luxury yeah. because they put it in this beaut surrounding of Bista Village it's all how you wrap it up um, exactly it literally just goes back to like gift wrapping doesn't it really it is basically it's just that. how it looks and how it feels if you sugar it. it a little bit so like I think I think in summary like January is clearly going to be a pretty um, testing time for a lot of brands like mm. I think I've been saying all year just wait until January just wait until January because yeah. I've been I've been scared. I think like vaccine news and all these sorts of things with people getting out and about more is is great. Um, when you say I've, scared, you mean kind of cautious around the strategy to make sure it's the right the right approach. No, yeah. Know. And I sort of thought that like because well, my hypothesis was essentially that this year online's been mental all year. Prime Day was huge. Black Friday's been even bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Christmas is already shaping up super well for all our icon brands. Yeah. And then. And the stat, my well, one of the most interesting stats that has come out this year, from my perspective, is that consumer saving, as a percentage of GDP of the whole can like the country's GDP, has never been higher in the history of the UK, like yeah. ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I think it's seven point seven percent of Basically, GDP is consumer yeah. saving. So, so people for, have cash in. The yeah, bank. exactly. For people that don't know what that really means, is that there is cash in banks. It's just not leaving them yeah. in some in some kind yeah. Of and of course. That doesn't apply for everyone, and we're not saying no. that in uh, in a distasteful fashion. Not but like, I think the the point is that as much as this year has been really tough, a lot of people have still not been on holiday. They've not done all. This, been out to restaurants. They've not been on you know spending in hotels. Blah blah blah. Yeah. They've not been spending in the same way that they have. Yeah. And a lot of them have still been working. A lot. Of them yeah. Still, you know, there's probably a, bit, they, a lot of them have probably got a few more percent what they would normally have each year to spend in in areas yeah. that they haven't spent. Before. And and my my hypothesis for the year was that that consumer spending power was going to build, build, build. Black Friday would come, Christmas would come, it would be world beating. And then depending on what the COVID situation was in terms of vaccination and everything else, yeah, January and February was going to be miserable. Yeah, I think that's looking like ever more hopeful yeah. because of the news. But I think still there's going to be an inevitable dip off, especially a lot of our clients are quite gifting focused. Yeah. Um, so, I think, yeah, yeah the, the, the kind of the winter months are always a little bit, depending on the brands and the clientele, they're always a bit kind of like up and down depending on the year. I think, you know, what our overall strategy as an agency and as a business is to be like, well, one thing I love most about what we do probably is the fact that we try and take care and support our clients. So we try and inform the decision that we think is the right one, not what we think is going to hit the target that they want to hit, is really just be realistic. And I think the word yeah. realistic kind of goes around quite a lot within the business is that look, we all want to hit the target that we want to project and we need to hit, but at the same time, let's be realistic and make sure we're actually on a strategy that fits in with so many unknowns. And as a lot of people will know, this year is really unknown and it's been a lot of like- It's been know, unprecedented, Ollie. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, big old word that. Um, it, it has been like that. And I think going into, going into kind of 2021, it's really about making everyone a bit comfortable. And I think that's what I always, from a business owner perspective, I don't want to be, 
I like I want to remove the stress as much as possible, especially when you're trying to hit those sales is like, let's just be realistic. Let's kind of drop our target just so we know where we think we're going to hit. And, you know, two months ago, we didn't even know when the vaccine was going to hit. And now we do know, and now there's progress, but the progress is still very slow and it will be slow. And it's now just about coping, you know, our line of work, it changes every day. Yeah. Even outside of COVID, you know, our business changed every day. One minute is Brexit, one minute is this thing. Mm. You know, there's so many variables to, to online, um, even from the platform perspective. Like we've said this before, Instagram changes every week. Like yeah. it does. Like it's now an e-commerce platform yeah. since we've, uh, since we've yeah, been yeah. off the Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's, it's yeah. now got the shop feature. It's now really pushing that. And there's, there's so many great opportunities. Um, but I think from my, from my view, it's always about being, being as realistic as you can. Um, and if you're, you know, marketing executive within a small business or you're a business owner small business owner like really just going right where do we want to hit cool we have our goals and ambitions and everyone has that but actually what's going to be realistic with what's going on and if you have that realism and you really understand that it means that you're a lot more you know comfortable going through it it's even with our own business you know we've we plan for this year as much as we can we've, we've taken a few risks we've, which has been great and we've developed and we've employed a lot of people this year which is great um but at the same time we're making sure that we're not overstretching and over delivering and i think that does apply to a lot of e-commerce brands yeah and i think also the the power that you gain from that like the realistic word you use like these especially like our luxury clients that obviously have a great time at christmas and gifting times yeah the word realistic is really useful because with them you can sit down and go right well jan and feb's clearly going to be an absolute car crash in comparison to december and november and it always is really however we can do X, Y, or Z to, to try and do something. Yeah. So like this factory outlet example is really like nice example of like how we're going to try and flatten mm. that sort of tanking of, of revenue. There's a, there's a very consistent trend for them, which is essentially it ramps up around sort of Father's Day. It ramps up around Valentine's Day. It ramps yeah. up massively then September, October, November, December, and then just goes back to yeah, sort of and then January, Feb, March, if you're a more seasonal brand, you hit March and April and you go for the summer and that's yeah, when it all starts. Exactly. And I think, to be honest, my view, depending on some of the vaccine news, again, you know, like we don't want to keep talking about COVID so much, but it is really important, is that I think summer will probably be a longer summer. I think people will go away as soon as they can. And that, yeah. will, that will be an impact, you know, like if you're selling swimming shorts, you probably know your season is probably going to start earlier because people have the opportunity to do that. So actually next year, the summer stretch that we normally have for a lot of our brands, which is great because it's sunny and people want to go yeah. out and do things, is probably going to be longer than it was last year. Well, definitely last year, but even the year before, probably because people are going to be doing a bit more and going out. And, you yeah. know, if you're a restaurant chain or you're a food business or you're a booze brand, you're probably going to have more opportunities next summer than you have in the previous couple of years outside of COVID, yeah. just purely because of that factor. And Black Friday, going back to to the original topic like that's that is basically a nod towards exactly what you're saying like hopefully that should be you know this growth year on year despite everything should be a nice sign that hopefully that next summer the buying power will still be there and all, yeah. all of those things but um but yeah new year's for sure going to be interesting like i'm really interested to see what happens in january for for all of the brands um something i want to bring up yes a big part of the reason that i was so keen to do this podcast <laughs> god um, I have a strong view, shock. Um, the LinkedIn warriors that have emerged from Black Friday has has rustled my rustled my f- feathers slightly, oh I would God. say, hasn't it? has been some rustling. Yeah, it has. You have mentioned this to me a few times. Um, I haven't started actually calling them out on LinkedIn with my exact point, but... No. I, I, before you go into this, yeah. this is purely an opinion on 
your knowledge within your space like yeah. in terms of like it's very much your view i i somewhat share part of your view but i also think that a lot of it's down to education of the wider picture if that makes essentially sense. yeah i think well I, I essentially think so my view is essentially that when people are being so critical of the kind of mass consumerism that black friday promotes yeah which i don't disagree with in totality mm-hmm. it's quite often people and like i'm however many hundreds or thousands of connections on LinkedIn, like you're inevitably going to disagree with people, but there seem, there seem to That's be kind a of pretty huge, well. yeah. And that is the beauty of it. There is a lot of discourse there, which I enjoy, but what, what this year sort of brought up in a sort of really negative way for me was people going on about how they were like disenfranchised from Black Friday and how they'd sort of got on this slight ethical high horse of like, not really agreeing with Black Friday or what it's about anymore. Um, and actually those people almost always were working for big brands or were in a lucky position that they'd had a very strong year this year, especially with COVID in mind. Yeah. So an example of this is someone going like, I'm just so like talking about big brands, like pretty little thing or boohoo, which clearly just do obscene revenue or like Gymshark that has like the most eagerly anticipated sale of the year it's very easy for people to go, I'm very critical of that and start just potentially slagging off Black Friday in, 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 and like in its entirety. Yeah. Um, whereas all of the people, you know, people we work with, so many small brands, as I said, it's the only opportunity they have all year to discount their prices, drive huge revenue, drive huge brand awareness, mm. drive order quantity, which again is just such a key metric for so many of these small brands where like, yeah, the mm. revenue is growing year on year, but like, you know, we've we've got clients that have grown in over two hundred percent this year yeah. in um, in order quantity, which is just like if you think about what that actually materially means in terms of product in hand, people trying it, people seeing it, it's just out and about a lot more and massive when growth. When you're online only, it's very difficult to do that. Yeah. So, I think my my essential my my sort of summary of it was. It's very easy when sat in this kind of ivory tower of a big brand that isn't so reliant on it. Yeah. To suddenly start staring, you know, snooty stare down your nose, going like it's all just promoting mass consumerism, really unethical stuff. Why doesn't everyone go and like reduce, reuse, go to you know a secondhand shop, whatever? For small brands, it's such a key moment in the year that can be it can be a real turning point. Like we've got a couple of brands that I would say are in an entirely different league after that that November month. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Which is pretty mad. So I just yeah, I think it's. There it's really about kind of understanding. Yeah, it's about really. I think my, going back to what I said before, for your uh, your wide statement is that I think it just it's just the educational thing of point of it. Like, and I think that's what a lot of opinion comes down to for me always. And like the communi- communication and education for me, especially on matters like that, it's just all it's really about. You might operate in a space where that doesn't apply, but like I've seen people talk about that on LinkedIn where like I know that they've benefited from Black Friday in the past. Yeah. Well, and if you they, look at like, like Gymshark's the one that always comes to my mind. Like yeah. Gymshark's awesome brand, followed it for many years, like familiar with a lot of the guys that, that work there and have sort of followed that journey pretty closely. Like Gymshark definitely unquestionably have benefited from Black Friday. Like there isn't, I just yeah. can see no argument not saying that like it's a bad thing they have or and like I'm I am pro Black Friday for growing brands, mm. but it would be like I can sort of see it happening. I don't think they will do this because they're very very good at guiding the brand. But like if next year they suddenly went, we're doing an anti Black Friday campaign. Yeah, I would like not 
don't forget where you where you've come from 100 but it's a little bit like how much did jim sharp grow in terms of a lot like if you extrapolate out the growth of like those thousands of other customers they get on that weekend yeah how much have they benefited from that in the long term actually i would argue really massively yeah 100%. um so yeah no super interesting point cool man well i think that th- 30 minutes in i think that's a really nice round up of black friday um especially this year. I think next year we're planning on doing a pre-Black Friday podcast, which is going to probably come out in, I think we're going to do August, September next year, which is a little bit early, I know, but we know the preparation needed for Black Friday. Yep. So we're going to pull together um, a bit of a, a podcast, which will probably be quite lengthy, possibly get some other experts in different fields from email marketing to high performance to some yeah, media guys. Yeah, 100%, yeah. To, to get those guys in and, and do a bit of a big dive into some strategy for Black Friday. So definitely stay tuned to listen to that. Um, and yeah, thanks very much for listening. Really appreciate it. Jamie, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. I know you're a busy, busy man, um, as we all are. Um, and if you haven't left a review or a rating on the podcast yet, please do. Um, it really helps us. The aim for this podcast is to sort of help as many people as we can, especially in our industry, and give our two cents on, on a lot of it. So um, yeah, thanks very much for listening. See you guys soon. And um, yeah, Jamie, back to work. See you soon. <laughs>